Week 12, ladies and gentlemen, in the books. Let's talk about the good and the bad, giving you our reactions with cash and trash. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay. Talk it up. Another week. Here we is. Here we are. I'm Zach. That is Badaki, a.k.a. Badaklike Cake. You are listening to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. I feel like we should have like one of those radio things where like when, when we say, you listen to the Fantasy Football Podcast. We like, do, 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 fantasy football, fantasy land. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to brainstorm later. Uh, <laughs> just got finished watching Sunday Night Football. The Browns at the Ravens. Safe to say it was a schnoozer of a game. Yeah, um, it was terrible. That was, that was disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, I expected this game to be a lot, um, a lot more scoring and a lot more big mm. plays. It was a handful of big mm-hmm. plays. I think really just one or two, to be honest. It felt mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, it was pretty boring. It wasn't exciting. I, mean, I guess we can we can talk about Lamar because even though he had a terrible game, he's not going to be on the cash or trash list. He's not going to be on either because he still finished with fifteen point four points. Yeah, despite throwing four interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you run the ball seventeen times. For sixty-eight yards, it's this is this is the safest floor you'll you'll find in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, it's Lamar, and this is why you drafted him super early. Depending on where you, um, I guess where you draft him, if you're in a super flex league or in a regular league, I mean, yeah. you got him. I'm assuming at a high price. Yeah, and the floor is is pretty much why you took him there. Mm-hmm. So, four interceptions, not a good game from Lamar, but. Uh, Overall, this was just not a good game in general. The offense didn't look good. The Browns' offense didn't look good. I guess we can say that both defenses looked great. Yay. I mean, in fantasy football, that's, that's not exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think... I mean, I guess in a football aspect for the Browns, I think the biggest thing in next year for them is weapons, wide receiver weapons, I think. Yeah. they They need help tremendously. Um. Yeah. In the skill you know position. what's sad though is, I think about all the wide receiver because there's actually pretty good wide receiver talent in this year's draft. It's not like last year at all, mm-hmm. but it's decent. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of those wide receivers going to Cleveland. Well, I- if if Baker Mayfield's the quarterback, I do not want Garrett Wilson going there. Olave. Uh, Traylon Burks, Drake London. Like, I don't want these guys well, that's going you mean, to, you know, Baker Mayfield. I can definitely see them getting a younger receiver, but also getting a guy that's... I can see a Gallup going there. I mean, depending right. if... I mean, Please Juju's God, Juju's no. in the same division. Not that they're going to mm. trade him, but he's a, he is a free agent next year. Uh, you know, there's a you know what? There's multiple people you know, out there. Just because you said Gallup, I just instantly thought, what team... Should Michael Gallup go to? And there's a couple that come to mind. I know this isn't what we're talking about, but as a Michael Gallup owner in Dynasty, I would love to see him go to the Raiders. I think that would be a really good fit. They need... It's like Brian Edwards could potentially be that guy, but they don't trust him enough. So I, I would like to see him um, in, on the Raiders. Another team that comes to mind is the Jaguars. I know that sounds not enticing, but I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. That could be interesting. 
and it gives him a weapon beyond Marvin Jones to really be able to rely on. Right. Obviously, they got to improve the offensive line. We're getting a little bit off topic, but anyway, yeah, you're right. The next step is weapons, but the first step might be, is Baker the guy for us? That's <laughs> that's the discussion they're going to have to have, you know? Yeah. Regardless of what myself or, or you think. No, um, I agree. All right, let's get into trash or cash first. Bad news or good news first? Uh, let's do some good news. Good news. All right, let's do cash. If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Great cash, homie. All right, so from we'll start at quarterbacks. I don't really feel like anyone had an insane day no. from the quarterback position. No one had that 40-point game. Mm-mm. Josh Allen was good. You know, he threw four touchdowns, but it was under 275 yards, and he threw two interceptions. Rodgers was great, super efficient, despite the broken toe. Right. He had three total touchdowns. But no one, from a fantasy perspective, really stood out. I mean, it was... It was a pretty average week. Yeah, it's definitely pretty average. I mean, I feel the quarterback position, I guess, just got to continue to, I guess, the ball out. We'll see what happens. We'll have, I mean, yeah, it's a typical, it's just a typical week for quarterbacks, I guess. So just to really I feel like it it's abnormal because normally there's at least one or two that have that 40 oh, point for game. Sure. One or two, but I mean, everyone, I think everyone has stayed within that margin, like, you didn't perform yeah. amazing, but you gave me enough points to potentially win my week. Mm. So Mac Jones is the quarterback five on the week, and he threw for 310 yards, two touchdowns. That's quite impressive from Mac Jones. He is slowly and surely becoming a slightly he reliable he quarterback. Is I don't the guy. I think he is I, fantastic, in my opinion. Absolutely fantastic or just fantastic? Like, uh, absolutely fantastic. Okay. He, he reaches that level. I think <laughs> he's great, that, man. Slap that label on him. I think he's, uh, I, I truly do think he, he is good. He's making, I mean, not that these guys are like haven't been in the league or haven't been fantasy relevant, but Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, these guys that haven't, I mean, they had their, their time in, in the light, but didn't really yeah. shine amazing. Not that they're shining now. But it's like, whoa, okay, if these guys stay on this roster for the next two, three years with Mac Jones, it could mm. be in the conversation of, like, I'm willing to take a chance on a, a Kendrick Bourne or Nelson Aguilar because these guys are mm. touchdown dependent a lot, you know? But yeah, I can get you know, them in the seventh, eighth round. Why not take a chance on them next year? I don't think I want Mac in a one quarterback league, but in Dynasty Superflex or Superflex leagues in general, he becomes pretty appealing. He'll probably be like that fringe guy. You're right, like late round quarterback. And I guess the issue, and it's always going to be an issue for Mac Jones, is the rushing upside. There's virtually none. There is no rushing upside. Mm. So if he doesn't score a touchdown, the the ceiling is quite low. And we've we've seen that, to be honest. But it always helps a young quarterback if the defense is elite. And as of right now, this... Patriots defense looks elite. If your defense is holding them off the field, you're on the field longer, which creates more fantasy opportunity. Uh, Mac Jones looks great, and in dynasty leagues, I love it. I'm I'm yeah, happy. I'm happy he's to an have interesting, 
I'm happy to have him. Interesting on, player on to uh, keep your eye on. Yeah, I agree. Stafford uh, didn't actually play that well, but he's the quarterback for. Is there anyone that surprises me? I just want to talk about Carson Wentz real quickly. I know they lost this game. He was 27 for 44, 306 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. The two interceptions, you can say what you want to about them. I actually think Carson Wentz has proven that he's a good quarterback again. I really have enjoyed watching him despite some of the crazy boneheaded plays. I feel like he is a good system quarterback. He's not this MVP guy that can, you know, take it to a Super Bowl on his own. He's not the Aaron Rodgers. He's never going to be the Patrick Mahomes, the Allens, uh, right. the Rod, or already said Rodgers. But I, I, I just want to say on record, I think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback and that might be the worst thing I've ever said. No, I mean, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how this team move forward next year. It's clear that they have their featured running back for the next. I mean, I definitely think he'll get a contract extension. So at least for the next eight years, Michael Pittman mm-hmm. is showing off. I think I still do believe they need weapons. Yeah. You know, once T.Y. once T.Y. I mean, hey, Michael Gallup to the Colts. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad idea, actually. Outside of Pittman, you're right. I mean, there's just a bunch of people who haven't really proven themselves. Michael Pittman could be interesting. There's no way the Bucks let go of Chris Godwin, but that could be interesting. Mm. Um, all right, moving on to running backs. Leonard Fournette. Oh, my God. He on X Games mode. He had his Austin Eckler. It wasn't the Jonathan Taylor week, okay, because it was four touchdowns, not five. Mm. He had his Austin Eckler week. 131 total yards, four total touchdowns. He, this is, this is, this game isn't going to happen very often for, for Fournette. It's no. just not going to happen. No, not at all. But what I wanted to highlight for him is again, just the consistency through the air. He presents one of the safest floors. I believe he's top five in targets amongst the running back position right now. And I don't see a way that that stops. No one else in that backfield gets the targets. Early on, we were all worried about Bernard. Bernard doesn't even play no, anymore. He doesn't do nothing. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's not a just factor. the safest floor. It's super desirable. Yeah, I mean, look, Lenny's doing his thing. This is a guy that we were wrong about in the beginning. I was wrong about in the beginning of the season. And it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. I think Ronald Jones could 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 be walking next year. I think this is yeah. It does this is a part of the for season. Ronald Jones and for the Bucks? It doesn't make sense for yeah, him to stay. This is the part of the season where, like, you know, you can kind of see people moving now. You know, okay, yeah, okay. Well, these guys are struggling. Why are they struggling? Okay, this this is where you can mm-hmm. kind of put these chess pieces. But yeah, um, Lenny's doing you know, his thing. Just on that, by the way, Ronald Jones might be a really good buy low in dynasty because it could cost you probably a third round pick to get Ronald Jones right now. And he's, Probably. I think he's still 24 years old. I don't think he's ever going to be a fantasy superstar, but what if he could be, I don't know. I just like I just don't see the team. A James White. He, he doesn't play the same role as a James White, but just a player that you could flex on a different team. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that is a possibility for him to be something like that. Or he actually goes into a system that wants to use two, two running backs like the Browns. And he is the Kareem Hunt or the Nick Chubb in that system. He's—I don't see a way he stays. 
Yeah, it's difficult. Unless there's a crazy injury to Fournette. Yeah. It, so he could be a really good buy low in Dynasty Leagues. Yeah, it's difficult to see where, first of all, he can go. I mean, I, I can't really think of a team where he can just, okay, Ronald, that makes sense, you know? Totally. Um, That's why you you don't spend any more than a third-round pick. Yeah, I agree. But it's 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 an interesting, because like now it's the point of the season where trade deadlines either next week, next week. Next week. Trade deadlines next week. Trade deadlines yeah, next I mean, week. Depending unless on your it's season. this week for you. Yeah, depend, depending on your, not season, but your league, you know, you're going to have to make a move. Mm-hmm. All right. RB2. Joe, money bags mixing. Yeah. He has been so good. He's never finished like RB1 on the week because someone's always Going crazy. been that person. Mm-hmm. But he's been the most, it's crazy to say this, Joe Mixon has been the most consistent running back for how many weeks in a row now? It's it's quite impressive. And I I think they found their identity. It is Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um, and the great news if you own Joe Mixon is that it doesn't look like there's going to be a timeshare anytime soon. They're winning games. Joe's getting the ball 30 times a game in the last 31 times uh, a game in the last two games. They won both of these games, played really well, dominated. Joe Mixon is money right now. Yeah, he he is a guy. I mean, he kind of puts every he evens out this offense. If they didn't have Joe, Joe Burrow will be th- would be throwing fifty times a game. Yeah, definitely. And he's absolutely proved his worth in in his contract as well. Absolutely, twenty eight carries, one hundred and sixty five yards at halftime. I think he had one hundred and ten yards. Yeah, uh, two touchdowns. Averaging almost six yards a carry. What a game for Joe Mixon. And the schedule, it doesn't look like... It It doesn't sway me either way. His rest of season schedule, I'm not super worried about it. I'm not super excited about it. But what I'll say is I think regardless, he's matchup proof. And I think his floor is always a... Like the worst case scenario, 12 points. Probably what you should expect is... 18 to 20 points per no, game yeah. now. Because this is this is the identity of the team. I, After the bye week, look at how it's changed. Mm-hmm. So many um rushing attempts for Joe Mixon. I don't see that stopping. Yeah, I mean he's also I mean he's scored a touchdown in every game besides three games this whole season. And I'm pretty sure those games were maybe games that they were blowing out and they didn't necessarily need him. Potentially I'd have to double check. But yeah, he's playing fantastic. I I, I like what Joe's doing and it's going to be interesting to see how. I mean, I had him, if I'm not mistaken, as top twelve. He can definitely yeah. f- be top eight running back next year. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could definitely. I mean, he's he's probably going to be in the top five conversation if he keeps this up. Elijah Mitchell, unreal game from Elijah Mitchell. The Niners in general were firing on all cil- cylinders offensively. Twenty-seven carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown. And what I loved from Mitchell this week was the involvement in the past game because that's not something that we saw a lot before um, this game. I mean, before this game, there's only one other game he had more than two targets. And in this game, six targets, five catches for 35 yards. That's what... if, If he can start doing that, he goes from a top 20 play to a top 10 play. Yeah. Yeah, he he's great. He's he's doing his thing. I mean, twenty seven touches. I think that's. I think he might have led this week. I think he's second in leading in touches, if I'm not mistaken. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Probably right week. behind Joe. Yeah, right behind Joe. From yeah, he's number two in touches, so he's getting the opportunity. But this team is, you're right, it's firing, firing on all cylinders, especially on the ground game. We saw what they did against the Rams. That's their mm-hmm. formula. That's always been the 49ers formula. They're gonna continue. The identity. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle next week. So I think I, I if I'm not mistaken, Seattle gives up the most points to running backs right now. So if you got Elijah yes. Mitchell, it's a nice run of run of games. Coming up here after Mitchell, we got Cordero Patterson back from the injury. 16 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns. It's clear that it's his backfield, his backfield. Yeah, I think it's clear that the Falcons are just better with Cordero Patterson. You saw mm-hmm. them, they moved the ball, you know, in crucial third down moments. It was Cordero Patterson, whether it was in whether it was in the air or yeah. on the ground. You know, he didn't get much yep. work in the air this week, but like there was a crucial. A a couple crucial third downs. I'm pretty sure he got um, both in the air and the ground. So he's the guy. I mean, if one of the steals of the draft, if you got Cordell Patterson, he's a, you know what's crazy is like he wasn't even drafted. You, you're, actually, I mean? you're actually right. He's he was probably waiver wire pickup of the year. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't drafted. It's going to be interesting. What's going to happen? Mike Davis, I think, is going to be gone. I think he only signed a one year deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Davis is gone. Cordell no, Patterson Mike Davis is done. Well, I, I think Patterson's probably on a one-year deal. The issue is there's no way that he's the long-term answer being 30 years old. Oh, no way. But, I mean, he's running he's running great. He's yeah, a top 10 running back right give now. Him, or, they'll probably give him another another contract. Is he is he a fourth, fifth-round, sixth-round pick in redraft or higher than that? I think it depends on who they bring in. Like, if they don't bring anyone in next year. Ronald Jones, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, right? Like... Hey, bring all the failed running backs to Atlanta. Let's see who wins out. Um, I would I would be really hesitant, and I would sell so high in Dynasty if you had Patterson yeah, right Dynasty now. Dynasty perspective, I'm not trying to hold on to him, but no, yeah, redraft. I, is I think be if no one comes in, I'm probably spending yeah yeah fourth fifth round pick because let's not forget how we viewed Mike Davis. Mike Davis and Patterson are different players, but they're both older players who came into really good seasons. You know, who knows if Patterson's going to do this again next year? It's it's hard to say with the age, and he's he could do it again. I mean, it was, he's always been that I talented. think it's surprising the age he is and what he's doing. I mean, Lenny Lenny's kind of in that boat as well. What's Lenny? Twenty eight, like twenty seven, I think. So okay. not okay, he's he's not that far, but the the reason for optimism for him long term is that he doesn't just play running back. Yeah. I, f- I feel like this team's going to try and find a long-term answer on running back. Fournette's only 26. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. That is crazy. I, I the did. Bucks could actually sign him for like a three-year deal. And he maybe he's a good buy. I don't know if it's a buy low, but maybe he's a good buy just at his price right now. That's, in a, Dynasty. that's another guy. I mean, Lenny could be going. I think Lenny could be yeah. a third round t- next year. Yeah, if if the situation remains the same, definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially if Ronald Jones leaves, it's a hundred percent third round plus potentially. Yeah. Nah. Austin Eckler, not a good game for the Chargers. I don't think anyone played a good game outside of maybe Keenan Allen offensively. And I say this as an Austin Eckler lover. I loved watching Austin. I this is my favorite offense to watch, the Chargers. It is my favorite offense to watch. I love watching it. They couldn't get the job done. And unfortunately, Eckler was a big reason why they lost this game. 
He dropped a pass that was very catchable, yeah, tipped it, pick six. and then Pastor Tan, you know, pick six. And I, I feel like that was more on Eckler than it was on Herbert. And that was a massive swing because you're talking about a 14-point swing in that game because I assume the Chargers could have scored. Um, But for fantasy, he was still great. And I love his schedule coming up, so you don't worry about him. Javante Williams. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is it is it officially Javante Williams time? How how many touches did did Gordon get? I'm I'm gonna have a look at this I, because I don't I don't think it's official because Melvin was in okay. and out of the game because he was like yeah. in the very first play of the game he was injured so like he the from the first snap he was he was struggling in my opinion. Do you want to hear something crazy? He had more snaps than Javante Williams. Well, I don't know about snaps, but he had more opportunities. Melvin yeah, had. Yeah, last one meant to say. Melvin had 19 opportunities, and Javante had 17. And yeah, you know, I just unfortunately the breakout's not going to happen until next year. Yeah, but this was fun to see. No, for sure, I definitely agree. And some of the like, plays, you're just like, oh my god, he is just better than everyone else. Yeah, I think he is definitely the guy. Uh, I'm still skeptical because I do believe they like having this dual backfield. And I do believe they could right. even, they could extend Melvin for another year, you know, pay him minimum for the veteran. Um, or maybe, yeah. you know, I, I just, I see that happening and maybe it is still Javon. Maybe it is going to become Javante Williams backfield next year, but Melvin's still there, but it's still hesitant. Like there's, there's my, there's some like my only rebuttal to that, like I get where you're coming from. My only rebuttal to that is Melvin will be 29 next year, and we we had similar conversations about Jonathan Taylor, but eventually, like with Jonathan Taylor, was Marlon Mack. Well, what about Marlon Mack? What about Hines? What about Wilkins? Right? And I think eventually the team looks at the talent and says, "Okay, we will win more games if we give the workload to you." Like also, and. I think maybe a, a general manager would think more this way from a marketability standpoint. Your team is much more um, like financially, you're going to be in a better place if you have stars on your team. And Javante is never going to reach that star potential unless they give him the full workload. You know, that's just something I think about, but I think the talent wins out next year. And maybe it is like Jonathan Taylor this year where. At first, it's like, oh, are we getting it? Are we not? And then it happens. I, I, I still, and I think you can buy Javante Williams high in Dynasty. I think, I think so. I think so. Buy too. him high. You, still don't, want, you don't have to wait. I still want Javante Williams. I think that I don't think Melvin will be as expensive, in my opinion. You know, okay. Even if he gets what four mil, three mil, two mil. That's not like that's not a massive hit in cap for them. Like that's nothing for to getting a, yeah. a veteran running back that knows this offense. I think that's what's scary. But I do agree. Like you, I agree with everything you're saying. You know, give him the opportunity to shine and become yeah. the star and have have all the snaps in the backfield. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You called this correctly on the live stream. AJ Dillon got the lion's share of the work, and Aaron Jones. Um, was not a very good start. What did he finish with? I think it was, he's going to be on the trash had, list. It was two point three. Yeah, he had eleven total opportunities. Meanwhile, AJ Dillon had twenty five. Led the backfield in targets. I think it rushing was rushing attempts. 
Yeah, I think Aaron Jones pushed it. You know, like he mm. went to trainers. I'm good. I'm good. And he, they gave him the opportunity. It's not that he wasn't good. Is that if he had yeah. that extra week, he's coming back 100%. I think he was 80, 70%. And yeah. he just, just couldn't do it. JT does thing. JJ was really good. Thanksgiving. Gaskin was really good. Gaskin's been really good ever since I traded him away to you after week four. Um, Dontrell Hilliard, just quickly. I think this is a buy or a sell. Sorry, a sell high at this point because you look at his stat line. Wow, 12 carries for 131 yards and a touchdown. Well, most of that came off of one run. I think it was an 80-yard run for a touchdown. So we'll talk about that on trade targets this week, but I think Hilliard might be my sell high. I think, I mean, I, there's two parts to it. It sucks because it's a bye week, but I do believe he's worth, I guess, a waiver wire pickup. You know, if, oh for sure. If you yeah. are struggling with you a got, running back, you guys should have picked him up last week, probably. Yeah. yeah, if you're struggling with the running back, he could be the guy. But last week he only had seven attempts, and it was kind of a split backfield between all three of those guys. It felt like, or not technically three or two. So yeah, but Nichols was injured. He's out right mm-hmm. now, so that's also a problem. On to the wide receivers, Jalen Waddle. <laughs> I love this. I've been trying He's to trade wide for wide receiver one on the year or this week. This excuse week. me, on the week. <laughs> um, but he could be wide receiver one the year at some point. I would not surprise me next year in the next five years. The talent is there. You could see the explosive plays. You've been trying to trade for him. You said, "Yeah, I'm, I want to get Waddle in Dynasty." Potentially, I've been trying to de- yeah. get in a couple follower leagues and stuff like that. So I think he's definitely worth trading. Like, I'm thinking trading a first round and getting it. I think no matter what, if Tua stays or if um doesn't matter, he's going to Sean Wall will be the guy. Yeah, Waddle's going to be the guy. You know, there's no one else around them unless they bring someone like a Gallup. I mean, I keep going to Gallup, but this is another team that needs. That other, yeah. that other number two. You know, Devonta yeah. Parker is injured. Preston was it Preston Williams? I'm not mistaken. He's mm-hmm. hasn't been doing anything. Always injured. So he need they need somebody else. And maybe it. I mean, shit. I'm talking myself out of it now. I was like, shit. Maybe I should wait until who they sign <laughs> to try to get Waddle. Nah, <laughs> I, th- I don't think Waddle. Like I, he's the guy. He's gonna be the guy. It doesn't matter who comes in. Um. T. Higgins, wide receiver too. I love to see this. You guys know I love T. Higgins. I actually dropped Tyler Boyd after this week. I was like, I'm done. Because honestly, when I looked at Tyler Boyd, like he's on the he's on the trash list. We're going to talk about it. But there's not a week where I can start him confidently. It's like 10 points, 2 points. 10 points, right. 2 points. And right. I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to be a part of this experiment anymore. That being said, T. Higgins, I heard a lot of people dropping him. After right. last this, week, right. which blew my mind. Right. I did not understand that. Still a second year wide receiver connected to a very good quarterback on a good offense. It did not make sense to me. And now for those of you who held on to him, and I actually told people in the DMs who asked us uh, over there on Patreon to start him this week. And I hope that you guys did. Yeah. He finishes as a wide receiver too. This is this is great. This is what we want to see from T. This um for me for T is I need to go back and watch this because after they scored, I think before the second half, I kind of turned it off. And I don't I remember at T Higgins having that bomb of a touchdown. I need to yeah. see how he was integrated. 
I'm still. I love still that. Still involved. Eight targets is. That's, oh yeah, you know, he, he's eight definitely targets there. every week. Yeah, he's definitely there with the targets. I just want to. I want to see how he's being utilized. Because uh, you know me, I, I still like Tyler Boyd, even though he has been. He has. I, he was I, a letdown this week. You can pick him up now if you want. <laughs> I dropped him in one of our leagues. I just. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Three points, ten points, two points. I get it. One point. It's just like, come on. Like I just cannot rely on that. But yeah, I really love seeing this from T. And one thing I'll say as well, they had this game wrapped up early and often. Like there's, they were scoring again and again and again. Mm. And the fact that he got eight targets, 114 yards in that game script is very surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, this, this offense is very aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. they, they can want to score and score and make a statement. I mean, I don't know if you saw Joe Burrow's interview after the game and he was just like, well, I mean, it's always good to beat him. Like it's about yeah. Like they're they're finding their stride, you know. They mm-hmm. they they just started their he stride, said, so something like that. He's, they're like, "What does it mean to beat the Steelers to sweep the Steelers?" She's like, "We want to beat teams that are better than the Steelers." Yeah, so we have bigger aspirations. I was like, "Yeah," oh, and okay. and I mean scoring those points, you know, you can you can go blow for blow with Kansas City with the Bills, you know, with these yeah these high you know the the Packers. These guys that they're gonna have to play, so it's gonna be interesting. I don't know if you remember. I said I said last week. I said I if the if the Bengals are firing on all cylinders. I think they can beat any team in the NFL. Yeah. They'll be dangerous. Um, Adam Thielen, great game. Thanks for sitting on my bench, Adam Thielen. And shout out to Chris Godwin, who I started instead. Uh, Kendrick Bourne moving into the you can start category potentially. Yeah, and this is this is what's interesting to me because, I mean, he has been up and down, but like – He's he's finding the end zone. He's found the end zone in one, two, three, four times so far this year. And it hasn't been consistent, but he's a guy. Him and yeah. Nelson Aguilar are the two guys that have mm. been interesting. It worries me because I, f- I feel like you, you'll you play him. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying pick him up and play him. I'm saying totally. it's going to be interesting it's, in the next year, if year or two. If something two, to watch. Yeah. Keep an eye on. Yeah, this is a long-term watch for sure. No one else at wide receiver really shocked me. So let's move on to tight ends. Tight end one on the week, as we all expected, is Jack Doyle, uh, who's been absolutely killing it this year. Six catches for 81 yards and a tutty. Uh, Obviously, this is surprising. This is an outlier. You don't go pick up Jack Doyle. You don't start Jack Doyle. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Go to jail for free. Yeah, Gronkowski. Tied in two. Gronky there, yeah, man. Ten targets is ridiculous. 123 yards. I mean, he, he did his thing. It's it's when he's it's healthy, like you play after the Godwin fumble, they were like, Okay, you guys are in timeout. It's only Gronk. Brady <laughs> was like, it's, it's only me and you, Gronk. Yeah. We're gonna ride it out together. Mm. Which which was frustrating. But shout out to Gronk. He's gonna remain a good starter. hundred percent. The whole year. Dawson Knox tied in three. From Turkey Day, we already talked about that. Mark Andrews had a good game, mm. ten targets, got into the end zone. I did not realize that Cole Komet is in the top six. I didn't realize he's, that he's the tight end six on the year. I mean, I mean, on the week. Or on the season. Fuck me, sorry, <laughs> on the week. Yeah, eleven targets. He caught eight out of eleven targets, sixty-five yards, over fourteen fantasy points. It's interesting. I mean, this is without Justin Fields, mind you. You always mm-hmm. thought he would be more fantasy relevant with Fields on the field, but 
Yeah. I mean, he played a big part in that turkey game. And then Pat the Muth Dragon. Mm-hmm. Ale- or Ath- the Luthis Muth. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a rough game, but... It's actually the opposite way. He's- the the Luthis Muth is... Oh, my God. Yes. What did they say? The some- the Muth is loose. Yeah, the Muth is loose. Um, He found a, he found the end zone touchdown. Garbage time. So. That really saved his day. Yeah, 100%. Hey, there's just a name I want to throw out there. Again, I'm trying to think of buy lows for people in Dynasty. Brevin Jordan hasn't played much for whatever reason, but when he's played, he's been pretty good when they've targeted him. Had a touchdown in his first ever game. Then this week, he puts up three for 23 and a touchdown. You can see the opportunity continually growing. So Brevin Jordan could be a really good buy low. We saw the talent out of Miami in the draft this year, will it continue? Hopefully, hopefully they'll continue to allow Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan to, to develop as players. I really like his, his talent. So it could be a really good buy low in dynasty leagues. Cause I don't, I don't think it's going to cost you very much at all. I agree. Uh, should we move to trash? Anything else for trash? Trash. It is to trade this dude and don't even get a first. Okay, that is definitely the wrong button. <laughs> Trash it is. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. He needs some milk. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith, who um, actually custom makes all of our sound effects. I don't know if you guys know that. Big fan, big friend of the show, yeah. Stephen A. Thanks, thank Steve. you so much. Mm-hmm. Good, great. great guy. Uh, all right. We're going to start with tight ends. Dallas Goddard has to be the biggest disappointment from this week. Don't you agree? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I have him in, I have him in multiple leagues. I thought there was a perfect opportunity for the Eagles to throw in the middle of the field for the Giants, but it was terrible. You know? Awful. It, it was It was bad. And I... Okay, like... I, this one's on Jalen Hurts, for, in my opinion. In, this one's on Jalen. In Hurts. my opinion, I think it's on the coaching because okay, when you watch this game, and I was going to put this in the chat because I know you boys were talking about it, but then I, I was doing other stuff. Um, Handling business. When I watched All this day, <laughs> when I watched this game, they were winning on the ground. Just keep running it. Then they stopped, and then when they stopped, he he was throwing the ball to people that couldn't catch the ball. Right, uh, he don't get me wrong. He definitely overthrew, and maybe he didn't put him in the right place. Blah blah blah. They continue running the ball. They win this game. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, mm. besides Dallas Goddard, I mean, he, he was only targeted three times, but they started to throw the ball too late. Anyways, that's all yeah. I wanted to say. They could have won the game. Jalen, I, I yeah, I mean, it has to be a combination of coaching and Jalen Hurts. You can't throw under fifty percent completion. And not have a blame, you know. Right. That's just the reality of all these Philly weapons while Jalen Hurts is there. They're going to be wildly inconsistent. That's just the truth. Uh, Tyler Higby, man, it's been real bad. It has been. It's been It's been terrible. I don't even know if he's in the must-start category. I guess, I guess he still is in like the... Put him out there, see what happens type category. And that's that's a lot of tight ends. Could be worse. I don't know. Five targets. 
he's he's done more with less targets. Maybe it just was an off day. Mm-hmm. It probably was. I mean, the expectation of him kind of filling in, not that he was going to be the TJ Hawkinson and he was in all those targets, but you expected him to yeah. at least do more than what he A lot he was. of people were high on him. You know, yeah, uh, absolutely. So it's been definitely disappointment, disappointing for um, yeah. Tyler Higby. I mean, another guy that's disappointing is, I mean, even though he got injured, Dan Arnold. Yeah. A lot of people started him. It was a good matchup against Atlanta, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he went Yeah, that was, that was frustrating. Another big one, George Kittle. Yeah. Only two points, two targets. Weird. The, the two targets is what throws me off. Yeah. Didn't, didn't make any sense. That. But, I mean, they were Elijah Mitchell was kind of doing his thing. I felt like they were just running the ball and running the ball. But, I mean, mm. I mean they were throwing the ball to Debo, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Kyle Pitts and Mike Kosecki, I started them in two money leagues. They disappointed. Pitts, I don't think his situation is going to change until Ridley's back. I it's it's just too easy for defenses to focus in on Kyle Pitts with no one else to worry about. I mean, I think they would rather let Cordero Patterson do his thing than Kyle Pitts for whatever reason. Yeah. It's I'll say this. We're talking about buy lows in Dynasty. I don't think you can I don't think the Kyle Pitts owner is gonna sell Kyle Pitts. But if there's any way you can go get Kyle Pitts in Dynasty, that is maybe one of the best trades you can make right now if someone's worried about him. My concern with Kyle Pitts is the future. Okay. Who is the quarterback um the year after? Are they gonna run with a young quarterback or if they are they gonna trade for a quarterback next year? Or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. are they gonna draft I'm a quarterback sure or it, trade for I'm one? I'm not sure it can get much worse. Than, I mean, I don't think he's been amazing. What Matt Ryan's you know, done like, this year, for sure, for sure. But I don't think like I still trust that Matt Ryan won if he had time. Okay, and I I agree. Like if there was other people on the field that could take the attention away from Kyle Pitts, so yeah. I, if it gets in the offensive line gets better, but you have a terrible quarterback, I, right. that's concerning because the expectation with the talent is that you know you have to draft Kyle Pitts. Not have to, but like next year, are I'm you? Not, drafting, I'm not worried about Pitts to be honest. Next year, in a redraft perspective, are you drafting Kyle Pitts before before the seventh round? Yeah, if he's available in the in the sixth or seventh round, I would I would draft him with with the with a new quarterback. Still, Matt Ryan's yeah. gone. I don't think it matters who it is. If the only thing that matters to me is is Calvin Ridley there, and if Calvin Ridley's there, I think we see much more of what we saw. Okay. Before Ridley left with with Pitts, I just believe in the talent. I believe in the breakout. And Matt Ryan, even if it changes, it it can't get much worse. Fourteen touchdowns, I think twelve interceptions this year. And we all watched the Thursday night game against the Patriots. I mean, we're watching the same Matt Ryan. And versus Jacksonville, I mean, he goes nineteen nineteen for twenty nine, a touchdown and an interception, like. He's not playing at the level that he used to. So right, and that, this and is the I Kyle think, Pitts you're getting now, yeah. and and I think that's what that's why I bring up the conversation. It's like I think they could move on Kyle Pitts, whether it's you know move on from from sorry Matt Ryan. from Matt Ryan. You know whether they get a backup quarterback that's in the league now as a starter, 
let's say like a Teddy. Well, he's example. on contract for I think a couple more years, and it would cost him a lot to get out of it. Right. So I don't imagine them moving on from him, but they could draft a younger quarterback and try and like yeah. do the Jimmy G transition potentially. Yeah. That's definitely something they could do. It's going to be interesting. Um for Matt Ryan and all those guys out there. Another guy disappointing, yeah. Hunter Henry. There's mm-hmm. a lot of disappointing tight ends. Let's just say Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, Mike Gusecki, yeah. all these guys under five fantasy points. Obviously, Darren Waller, he got injured in that Thursday night game or Thanksgiving game. I think Gusecki was one of the most frustrating ones because he just wasn't involved in the offense. It's not as if they couldn't have involved him. He just wasn't involved. Yeah. He wasn't involved in the red zone. He wasn't like the the majority of his points came from one drive before halftime when they had to do a hurry up offense. Mm-hmm. The, it was frustrating, man. It was frustrating. Talented player. Why are we not? Why is he not game script proof at this point? Why is he not a part of the game plan? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, I I agree. I really really enjoy. If I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure there was another tight end that had more opportunity um, this week. I feel like mm. um, Durham Smith, uh, Smithy, I think. Smythe. 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 Yeah, I think that's him. Yeah. I mean, he had more opportunities. Five for five, 32 yards. He had over eight fantasy points. Not saying that you should pick this guy up, but like it was clear yeah. that he, he was doing, they were doing something else. You know, yeah, I know. So weird. So frustrating. All right, let's move on to wide receivers who disappointed us this week. Uh, I already talked about Tyler Boyd. You guys can keep riding the train if you want to. I've officially exited the train. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a 20-point game next week, and then the next week it's three points. That's just not an experiment I want to rely on anymore going into the playoffs or even trying to make the playoffs. He was disappointing. Cortland Sutton, yeah. after getting the massive contract, disappointing. puts up, what, two for 17? Is that right? Yeah, two for 17 on the four fantasy points. It was terrible. Same with uh, all these Denver wide receivers, to yeah. be honest. Jerry Judy was Jerry Judy was Patrick. only two catches. Yeah. Patrick, only two catches. I don't really know what was happening. I mean, they won... I'm, they, I'm trying to they think won now. that game because of their defense. When, you know, yeah, I'm thinking actually, about game scripts. Yeah, I was trying to it, think. Their defense won them the game. I was trying to think. Like, and their they, running backs. How they score. I know, like, they had Javante on the, on the ground, but, like, if none of these guys did anything, no fan was in the trash as well. Like, he wasn't like he did anything. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, completely disappointing. Yeah, Devonta Smith, it's a byproduct of the Jalen Hurts game. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, mm. even though AB wasn't there, and... The Bucks needed to score. They were irrelevant, unfortunately. Yeah. If you started them like me, it was it was really frustrating to watch, honestly. It was really, really frustrating. And I mean the Bucks won the game, so what can you say? But Yeah, another guy that comes to mind is Jamar Chase on the eight. Strange, hey. On the eight is fantasy points. This is his second game under double digit fantasy points. This is his worst game so far. Three for three. 39 yards. I mean, they were up early, so they probably really didn't need him. So, I mean, mm. it probably was a byproduct of what was happening in the game. But it was this is a guy that you relied on if you needed yeah. to win this week, you know, especially if you guys are trying the to con- make the playoffs. The concerning part is the three targets. 
that is that is pretty concerning. Uh, only three targets. I'm not concerned that that that's going to move forward. Yeah, the th- I'm not. I'm not saying that that's going to move forward. More the point is, defenses always adjust mid year, so it does maybe concern me. What if defenses are figuring out how to contain Chase and give up other areas of the offense in the run game? So you know, oh, less less explosive plays for Chase. We're okay to give Mixon more. We're okay to give Higgins more. Right. That's just something I'll throw out there. But I, I think Chase will be fine. But we have seen the last three weeks, it's not been it's not been great. And outside of that touchdown last week versus the Raiders, it would be really, really, really bad. But you're still gonna start him every week. I don't I don't see a scenario where you can't start him. Yeah. Uh I agree. Uh, another guy on the list, Rashad Bateman. I think a lot of people started him. On this eight uh, eight fantasy points, Mike Williams as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Mike did get the targets. He had eight targets. Yeah. This is this is what his week would have looked like last week without the touchdown. Yeah, uh, exactly. This is this is exactly what we talked about. And this was against a, a good you know secondary guys that can shut mm-hmm. people down. So he has a tough one again against Cincy, who we saw just shut down. I mean, Deontay would not really shut down all these guys, but they pretty much shut down Big Ben. Yeah. So it's um, interesting. Two big names that we talk about a lot, Elijah Moore and Michael Pittman. I think they both were disappointing this week. Yeah. Uh, the good news is they both got great target share. Pittman with 10, Elijah Moore with 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's Zach Wilson. I don't know what it is, but Bro, I, I still I, think you can flex him going forward. I, I do believe is is Zach he he Wilson? struggles. He is like, and I, I want to. I, I'm with you. I want to believe in the talent, you know, and I want to believe that he can get better. But yeah. he struggles. Like even I don't know if he saw the play when he was running up the pocket, and then he decides to toss it to Ty uh, Ty Johnson. Yeah, that was is that is I think that's both their faults. I, I don't think so. I truly believe that's Wilson's fault because he moves up in the pocket. Ty Johnson turns around, getting getting ready to block. He's already turned around. Takes two steps and then he throws it. I I, mm. I could be mistaken. That's how I remember it. But no, that's definitely what happened. I just think that's on both of them. I think that's just poor communication all around. Poor comms from the comms team. But <laughs> it's you, there was a throw that Zach Wilson made, rolling out yes. to the left, cross cross, cross shoulder to Elijah Moore, and it it should it was actually to a tight end in the back of the end zone. Oh yes, should have should have been caught. It should have, but that yeah. should have been a really good play. But the Titan didn't catch it. There are still flashes for Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're so accustomed to rookies coming in and killing it, and whoa, taking the league by storm. This class is it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to really know who they right. are. Um, moving on to running backs, a guy that we just talked about, Cream Hunt. Uh definitely didn't have his full workload. I expect him to be better after the bye week. Seven carries, 20 yards. The end, there was a lot of plays where I was so confused as to why Kareem Hunt was not on the field. It was Felton or Dearness Johnson. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Why is... There was Why a is Kareem not there? That doesn't make any sense. At the end of the game, there was a report that... um. You know, I don't know if it was at the end of the, the end of the drive in the fourth quarter or throughout the whole game, but there was a report saying that Kareem Kareem Hunt's leg was tight. 
Right. So like my my leg's pretty tight too. There's no open wounds. So I I could still go out and run right now. But I mean No, that's unfortunate. There's um I don't know if you saw about like what Kareem Hunt's dad said as well, like criticizing the Browns and stuff like uh, that. Let's just let's just ban dads from social media. Okay. Um Aaron Jones disappointing. I think he's better after the bye week for sure. CMC, this is concerning. Mm-hmm. Something that we've talked about, the injury risk is always high with CMC. This is what happens when a player comes in and gets used and abused. And he's absolutely fantastic, as Badaki would say, for fantasy purposes. But when you're used and you're abused, that leads to a higher chance of injuries. Saquon, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. you could argue Derrick Henry. This is common for highly used, high-volume players. It's believed that he's going to be fine after the bye week. It's not too serious, but I said this last night to Luke. We were out celebrating a friend, uh, Luke, friend of the show. I said, would it, what, would it surprise you if CMC went out? He's like, no, but I would be on Silly Watch. Like That's just... That's just the reality, unfortunately. <laughs> the reality, yeah. he, he's, I don't think he's injury prone, but there is a risk for injury. And it it should be something that we consider going into drafts next year, I think. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to hurt him. And maybe he goes into the category of he's no longer guaranteed number one. He could be top five. But then if you don't take him first, mm. If you don't take him first and he is getting the production of what JT or what he used to do um, in the past years, maybe third, fourth, fifth pick, you got to steal. Yeah. No, I think it's all about it's all about risk reward. The same same thing we said about Saquon this year. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it because of the risk. Yeah. The reward was so high, but do you know what I mean? Like it's that's just a decision you're going to have to make every year. And honestly. Sometimes it's just the way things go. We don't always know. We don't always know what's going to happen. All right. I'm going to name some running backs that didn't do well that I'm not worried about. DeAndre Swift. I don't, I'm worried about the injury, but I'm not worried about him when he starts. Right. Uh, Nick Chubb, Mm -hmm. Najee Harris, Mm -hmm. Saquon to an extent. Like, I think he's going to be better. I think he's going to continue to be better. David Montgomery, James Robinson, um, everyone else kind of did did pretty decently. Those are guys that I'm not worried about. Are you worried about any of those names? No, no. I mean, the guy that I am worried about that, I mean, was decently fantasy relevant that was injured was is Dalvin. I think I kind of want to talk about him. Yeah. Uh, they said dislocated shoulder, but I know it's different for a quarterback, but I think this is gonna this is gonna be some time. Yeah, this is gonna be some time for Dalvin. I think maybe two to three weeks. It's gonna suck, especially if you're a Dalvin owner in this in this time. And that's why I said a couple of weeks ago, get that get your backup. You know, if you have Alexander Madison and maybe you took the risk and maybe you lost in that trade, it's worth it. It was worth it for this moment yeah. because Dalvin is out and it's it's it, well, it could be a problem. To me, we don't we don't know. By the way, like we don't know any official reports. But to me, it from what I've heard, it's a dislocated shoulder. And when you dislocate the shoulder, you obviously have to relocate it. Uh, Google Maps. But <laughs> right. when it's relocated, you have to figure out what damage was done. So right. 
we'll find out probably tomorrow or by the time you guys are listening to this. I imagine it it might be four 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 week injury. Oh really? I think two to three. I mean, I, maybe I could be wrong, but not a doctor. Some people, I mean, some people can play through it. You know, let's say that hard thing with Dalvin though is you need you need to be sure of your shoulder. Yeah, especially he puts his head down, his shoulder down, yeah. and you try to get tackled. So it's going to be interesting moving forward. But yeah, everyone else, I am. I wanted to talk about James Robinson, and um, it's more of a venting session. Urban Meyer is. There aren't words to describe how terrible Urban Meyer is as a head coach. There's not words that I could find in the English dictionary to describe the stupidity (laughs) on a weekly basis. James Robinson. I saw tweets all this week about how he's never fumbled uh, this year. It was either his career or this entire year. He's like the one person who hasn't fumbled more than anyone else. Right. He comes out in the first drive and is dominating, looking super explosive, helping the offense. I think second drive, he fumbles the ball. Okay? Okay. They have a drive before halftime where they have a chance to score, and James Robinson is put in timeout. And that entire drive, it's Carlos Hyde, who looked awful, like actual dog shit on the field, mm-hmm. and Dare Agumbawale. There was a third down in the red zone. I think it was within the 10-yard line where Trevor Lawrence threw a flat to Dare Agumbawale, and any running back who is slightly talented catches that and runs it in for a touchdown. But because you want to make a point to James Robinson, as if this is high school, you're you're treating your team as if it's a high school football team. You fumbled, you're going into timeout now. Okay, you need to learn from... This is James Robinson, your most talented player. You could see him visibly upset on the sideline and because he knows he could help the team and you want to sit him out to make a point. What's the point? He made a mistake Running backs, elite running backs, fumble the ball all the time. This is first fumble the entire year. You had a chance to score, but because you wanted to make a a point, you wanted to make an example, you lost chan- uh, another chance to score points for your team. The levels of stupidity go beyond me. And I don't know what I need to do to get Urban Meyer fired, but... I will go to dangerous levels to make sure that that happens. So if anyone wants to hit me up, hit me up and let me know how the hell I get this freaking idiot fired. It it made no, it was so frustrating to watch. So, so frustrating to watch. Did not make any sense. James Robinson's got juice. He always looks good. You don't put someone in timeout in the NFL. This isn't high school. You're not building a high school football team culture. Oh my God! It was that would it, that gonna, would have been a touchdown for James Robinson. Yeah, look, it's so going to be interesting. Frustrating. It's going to be interesting what's going to happen next year with Urban Meyer. I don't think he's a future. Uh, I don't think he's a coach for the future for this team. I hate it, but I think he's going to stay. I think he will stay. Um, I, I think hate he, I that. think he will stay for 
when he what he's got a four year contract. I actually do believe. I don't know, but I actually do believe he will like, stay for that contract because, I mean, if I'm a young GM, team, what have I seen this year to show me that Urban's the right guy? Has Trevor Lawrence improved? Has he shown an ability to develop Trevor Lawrence? No, I've seen Trevor Lawrence doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look confident. He doesn't look like he's comfortable within the offense ever. He's never protected. Well, that's he the can't, thing. He can't. So he can't develop Trevor Lawrence and the talents that are that is already developed. He can't use properly. I think. I think that's the thing. You know, it's, it's atrocious. As as a GM, it's terrible. It's piss poor. I hate it. <laughs> as a GM, you're probably seeing. Yeah, okay. Well, you got a rookie quarterback. You have a rookie running back. You haven't even seen on the fields. Your offensive line is absolutely terrible. Your defense plays tough at times. Plays like they can compete at times. You know, we need to invest in... And your wide receivers are dropping everything, are inconsistent. You traded for Dan Arnold, who needed... That you needed and has proven it. LaVisca drops everything. Marvin Jones has been a massive disappointment. Maybe you you, saw, you gave him too much money, yeah. but, like, there's, there's they just need so much, and I think he will stay. If he doesn't so, stay for his whole contract, he'll I'm, stay for maybe one year short of his contract. So here, here's where I have an issue... Last year, the Bengals weren't good at all. They weren't good. And we could all visibly look at their games and say, Joe Burrow looks good. He looks like he's developing. I think they found a franchise quarterback. Right now, Urban Meyer has somehow turned the best quarterback prospect in a decade into 35-year-old Mark Sanchez. I don't know how you do. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you make him look the way you've made him look. I don't know how you mismanage a team this this terribly. I yeah, think you I mean, have to be really, really bad at what you do to do what the Jags have done this year, specifically Urban Meyer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anyway, I'm just pissed off. But it's interesting. I mean, you someone know me. let me know. You know, someone me. let me know. Uh, you guys know me. I, I I thought Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to be the. It's not Trevor. I know. I'm not saying it is. Um, I think if you put him another offense, I think he still struggles. I think still he still makes Bro, some mental mistakes. You put Trevor in Max position. Oh my god. We could. Yeah. Like I, I'm definitely interested oh to see what god. happens. It, like if if something changes and then I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And honestly, if I'm anyone in Trevor Lawrence's camp, I'm going to the GM of the Jags. I don't want to be coached by Urban Meyer. It's, he should have been fired already. Can't do Anytime that. that can't do that. He, he should have been fired already. They should have done it when they had the chance to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts was shit. He was dog shit. He's Lamar dog. was bad, but he's got the rushing upside. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone, I'm just so frustrated right now. Everyone all around in quarterbacks disappointing. I mean, people hopefully to win your leagues, like, for example, Tom Brady or Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G has been playing decent the past couple of weeks. Amar, like you said, Ryan Tannehill. There's nothing now without any of his weapons. Oh so um, I'm just... It's difficult. Urban, I can't get over it, bro. Urban is just... It's like you spent so many years living off of recruitment and now you are clearly showing that you're not actually a good NFL head coach. It was like you were one of the best recruiters 
Anyway. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, what do we say we'll at this see point? What happens? <laughs> Cam Newton was pretty bad too. He he got he got benched. A lot of people will rely on Cam Newton rest of season. Yeah, he got benched. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you can do there, but um, what can you do? Five for twenty. Five for twenty-one. That's what he was. Yeah. Five for twenty-one. Shocking. Shocking. Unlucky. Um. All right, tonight, Monday Night Football, we got the Washington football team, and I believe it's at home for Washington. Seattle comes to play Washington there. I need a big game from Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Taylor Heineke. I think they can do it for me. I'm excited for this game. I I'm I think this is I think it should be a high-scoring game. Who knows? But it feels like it should be a high-scoring game. Two defenses that give up a lot of points. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. This is a must-win game for both of you guys if you want any playoff implications. Yeah. Um, obviously, every every game is a must-win game for both of us at this point. Yeah, if you, I guess, want to make a, a run for the playoffs. But this could be the game where Russ finds his rhythm. You know, you guys are hurting on defense right now. Um, it's a get-right game. With all the missing pieces, you know, they've lost two games straight for the, for the Seahawks. And you guys won two games straight. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. so like yeah, you, got, good. you guys are on in your stride, and the other team has to win, so it's going to be interesting. I, I think you guys could even each other out. It could be a boring game, a lot of three and outs actually. I don't want to. I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll definitely see what happens tonight. Do you need anything to win? Um, no. Anything big in any, you know in my league? big money league, the week that I needed to win, everyone Swifty gets hurt, Nazi does shit, Big Ben does shit, typical. Dallas Goddard gets one point. Um, I mean, my highest my you. highest scoring player is the New England Patriots defense with eighteen points. Sheesh, Every, what a pick everyone up. else had less than ten points besides the Patriots defense and Big Ben that threw a touchdown in garbage time, and he had just over ten fantasy. He had ten point five two fantasy points. That's how bad That's my awesome. team's done, and I still have. <laughs> Tyler Lockett. I, I definitely lost this week, but um how many points do you need from how many points do you need from Lockett? Oh my gosh. I need four forty five plus points. Let's do it. You've done it again. You've done it before, do it again. Can Lockett actually Amen. do it though? I mean, maybe the last time he scored. No, that was thirty one points. Last year uh, we we just need a a best ever game. Oh my god! Actually, he's had a game where he had fifty five points, fifty three points last year against yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. Twenty. He was targeted twenty times. He caught fifteen passes for two hundred plus yards. He had three touchdowns. Please, Lord, if there's a God in heaven, he's he's here tonight. Do it again, Lord. Um, <laughs> last minute things to say. Urban Meyer, you're absolute horseshit at what you do. Um. In analogy, if you worked at McDonald's, you probably couldn't even fry fries. You're you're terrible at what you do. You're you're actually horseshit at at what you do, Urban Meyer. It's coming from um, the real place here. This is genuine. shout out to Taylor Heineke. Do your thing tonight, baby boy. Uh, I love watching Heineke. A lot of people have actually compared him to Russell Wilson, so I'd like to see that. That matchup tonight. I think you guys, uh, Heineke's the future. I don't think so, but it's just too inconsistent. But I would like to believe that. We'll see. 
hey guys, whatever you need to happen tonight, I hope it happens for you. Hope you had a good week. Enjoyed uh, football. And uh, last last little thing is we're going to take a quick break at the end of December for Christmas. We'll tell you about that soon, but uh, we will see you throughout the whole fantasy playoffs. Yeah, so. should be good. Should be Gucci. All right. We'll see you on the next one. See you there. See you there. Hey. Hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you you deserve it